And um, are you ready to get going? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Uh, this first one is a um, a life extension cognitex question, uh, but it also applies to all vitamins. Um, so I, I really liked uh, this question. I somewhat want to try the life extension cognitex, but I'm a little hesitant. If there did happen to be a negative reaction, what could that possibly be? And some context here is after knack making my heart race, I'm a little afraid of introducing new supplements. Uh, totally, totally with you here. Um, so that's a good question. You know, anytime you take anything, you possibly feel bad from it, but I can tell you, I've never seen anybody feel bad on Cognitex. Um, you know, it's mostly phosphatidylcholine, phosphatidylserine, and it's just a neurotransmitter enhancer, um, not related to NAC in acetylcysteine. So, um, there's no relationship. So I, I wouldn't be hesitant to take it at all. I just wonder why knack made your heart race. Um, occasionally I'll hear something. I heard something today. Somebody had some kind of crazy reaction to a medicine that I'd never heard of before. I forget what it was, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be hesitant at all to try it. I mean, you can always just try you know, taking one, you're supposed to take two to three of that a day. So just try one, take it with food and then gradually build your way up to two, or you can even take three a day. I take two a day. That's enough for me, but I think it's really helped, helped my brain a lot. Um, it's a lot better than the stuff you'll see advertised on TV. That's for sure. And, um, but Negative reaction. I don't think I've ever seen anybody even get nauseous on it. Um, you know, if you, you know, you think of choline being in eggs, if you had a severe allergy to choline, which is in egg yolks, may be hesitant to take it. Um, but otherwise, I can't think of anything else. Or even if you're on other medications like serotonin reuptake inhibitors, you could still still be safe it's not you're not going to get serotonin syndrome or anything like that from it so i'm really just amazed um at the lack of side effects i've seen with with these vitamins um and, and the other thing too sometimes i'll tell people that have had a a bad experience with any medication um take it from somebody who's been an anaphylactic shock me um from a the wrong dose of a an allergy shot one time uh, back when they used to let you give them yourself um, you know that's not a fun thing so if you're really hesitant and have a history of severe reactions I tell people just come in our lobby and take it while you're there and just wait a while if you're afraid of it um, you know so we can watch you be there you know, just handle anything to have it. I mean, that's just way overboard, but I know some people that get a little uh, paranoid about taking anything. So I say, hey, just come by the office, you know, take it while you're there in the office. We'll watch you, make sure. Uh, it's, a, mm. it's a great question. And what I'm hearing from you there is maybe don't take the full three per day, start at one, see how you respond right. and add your way up. And you're, you're only at two. Yeah, I just need two a day. Yep. Cool. Uh, 
Thanks, man. Thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate you. I've seen uh, your comments uh, today, actually. So uh, huge shout out to you, man. Thanks so much for watching uh, watching the shows. Uh, Robin, I see you, man. Uh, <laughs> you're not a man. I'm sorry, Robin. Uh, great to see you, Robin. Uh, let's get to a question that came on Instagram. Uh, would a previous stroke prevent someone from receiving HRT? No, no. That's a good question, though. Um, no, you know, there's a lot of misinformation about uh, hormone replacement therapy. Certainly, I would not use oral estrogen or oral testosterone, um, which we don't do. We use creams which bypass the liver so they don't affect your clotting factor. So, you know, using a cream or a pellet, uh, you should not take an oral estrogen or testosterone. Now, oral natural progesterone is fine. But remember, these are plant-based or not synthetic they're not metabolized through your liver. So, um, no, um, you may be on a blood thinner. Um, if you are, you know, in getting testosterone, I keep an eye on, uh, say you're on Coumadin testosterone could, um, affect your protons. If you're on Coumadin, if you're on one of the rare people that has to take Coumadin, uh, which is a really potent, uh, blood thinner. It's actually rat poison uh, warfarin, but f for most situations, uh, no, it wouldn't be a contraindication as long as you use the creams and not the oral estrogen or testosterone. Great question though. I get that question a lot. Thank you so much for that question that came over on Instagram. And I, I know this is a question, uh, that we get often inside of the offices. Um, can you cure, can you cure, can you cure Hashimoto's with nutrition and natural supplements? Uh, I know a lot of people, um, have, uh, thyroid stuff. So, um, why don't you talk to us a little bit how you look at Hashimoto's, uh, well, you know, Hashimoto's is the most common autoimmune disease causing hypothyroidism. It's very common. I saw three or four today. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of evidence. I have seen it revert, you know, surely can. You need to read the book. Um, I did a podcast on it. It's I'm blanking out on the name of the book right now. There's so many written about yeah, what is uh, that thyroid. Um, I'll get it for you, and you can send it, uh, the name of that book. But you need to read this book. It's actually written by Naturopath that's really knowledgeable, has Hashimoto's herself. So, I mean, if you catch it early, and you do all the right nutritional things, then possibly. I mean, you ought, need to always look at your iodine levels and take the right supplements like selenium, zinc, and get on a really good autoimmune diet. So possibly, yeah, I have seen it being reversed. And uh, guys, yeah. I'm just looking this up. It's Hashimoto's Thyroiditis Lifestyle Interventions for Finding and Treating the Root Cause by Isabella Wentz. Farm D. Yeah. Isabella Wentz. Yeah. Isabella that's Wentz right. is who D. we're looking for there. Yeah, she's, that's a great book. Great book. How did you come up with that so quick? Uh, I looked it up. <laughs> uh, I looked it up, guys. Um, all right. So I think that does it for the questions that came in throughout the week. If I missed uh, a question, um, please let me know. Uh, you can either shoot me an email, ben at performancemedicine.net, if you want to be anonymous. Uh, if not, go ahead and put it in the comments. We're going to uh, jump into the questions uh, in the comments now. 
All right, let's see where to start, guys. So if you have a question for Doc, go ahead and put it uh, in the sh comments, and I'll see. Let's start with Dana. Um, interested to know what y'all think of leptin. Um, for me, tell me a, a little bit about what leptin is, Doc. Well, it's that gut hormone that tells you uh, when you've had enough to eat. So um, it's, it's part of that gut-brain reaction. So a lot of people have le leptin resistance, kind of like you can have insulin resistance. So it doesn't really help a whole lot to check leptin levels. You can do it in the blood, but I quit doing them because it really didn't help me. And if you, you know, if, if you run any kind of test, if it's not really going to help you, then I wouldn't go the expense of paying for the test. You know, I mean, there's some people that really just want to get into academia and they run it for those purposes and that's fine be glad to do it. But, um, a lot of times it's kind of like insulin. If the signaling gets worn out over a period of time, then it's not a really good marker for, you know, when you're full and you kind of, even though your leptin levels may be high, like your insulin levels may be, it won't signal that you're full. So, but there is, and there's ghrelin, which is the, the hunger hormone. It, it tells you when to eat. So there's an interplay between those two, kind of like there's an interplay between estrogen and progesterone with uh, hormones. Um, but it is an important hormone. There's no doubt about it. Um, uh, but I don't have to check the levels much because I just don't find it to be really useful uh, clinically in helping me get patients to lose weight. Mm. Um, but it's a real thing. Um, but read about leptin. It's a really interesting hormone, um, gut-derived. And a lot of times if you heal your gut, your leptin levels will be more sensitive, tell you when you're full. So always go back to the gut. Make sure your gut's working well. Just like Hashimoto, same thing. The next question that popped up, you know, Hashimoto's, you have to have a good gut. And this um, is a, a follow-up um from Dana here, uh, she's heard there's a supplement that, that targets the leptin hormone. Uh, do you think that's something worth trying? Um, it sounds like you're not, you're not doing too much uh, for leptin. Um, well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of supplements that, that claim they target the leptin hormone. You know, I don't know which one you're talking about, but if you put it up there, if I know anything about it, I'll, maybe I'll be able to answer it. But um, a lot of them claim that they target the leptin hormone. Um, but I haven't seen a lot of real evidence that, that actually, uh, can lower your level. And again, if you're, if you're leptin resistant, if it's been going on for a long time, uh, then it's not going to be real accurate for sure. Um, it's just like a lot of things. If you could get a baseline level of anything before you have a problem, then it's, then, then it may be helpful to compare it. But, um, but I don't know, a lot of them claim that white kidney bean, um, you know, there's some other ones that, that claim they do that or Vengia, some of the supplements that, um, claim that, but I'm just not sure. The only way to really find out is, is try it and see if it kind of, you know, will activate that leptin hormone to tell you you're full. Um, so. Hope that helps. 
All right, thank you for that, Dana. Uh, let's get to a question from Thax here, and uh, and Katie might be able to help us as well. So if, if Katie uh, puts something in the comments, how we do, uh, uh, this is not the one I want. I wanted this one first. I'll get to that question, Thax, here in a second. Uh, do you take patients from out of state? Um, sure. So we're doing a lot more telemedicine these days. Anything that you want to add to that, Doc? No, we do. We do. You know, we'll, we've done it since COVID. We've done a lot of bit of, of telemedicine and, uh, you know, fortunately, uh, nowadays, because of that, that you can treat patients uh, from different states without ha actually having a license in that state. So that's been a good thing. I sure hope they don't take that back from us because we, we treat quite a few out-of-state patients. Love to do it. All right. So let's get to Thack's uh, other question here. What's your thoughts on gonadarellin? I really don't know much about gonadarellin. It sounds like um, a peptide that stimulates uh, testosterone production. I just don't have any, any experience using it. Um, I'm sure it um, stimulates luteinizing hormone, I would think. Um, I'll check it out, but none of, you know, where I get our peptides from, um, I don't even know if that's available. So I have to do a little research on uh, how it works, but it's gotta be a, a testosterone stimulator. Oh yeah. Okay. Like an HCG alternative. Yeah. HCG is uh, like luteinizing hormones. So, um, and HCG is a prescription medicine. It's a fertility drug, which we use a lot of, um, to boost testosterone levels. So it sounds like gonadarellin may be one of those that you may not have to have a prescription for. I don't know, but uh, you know, we certainly, it's like luteinizing hormone, the hormone that, um, is released by your pituitary, um, the signals of testicles to make more testosterone. So, you know, it's probably works, you know, it, this, this stuff works. It's kind of like clomid, um, ACG I've found that works better in injection form. So I don't know if the gonadarellin is a, is an injectable or an oral. I haven't found the ACG, uh, drops that are, um, you know, I just haven't found over-the-counter drops homeopathic to work that well. They certainly don't work as well as the, um, the real stuff, um, which is actually a prescription medication. Um, but that's a great question. I'll, I'll look Granadarellin up and see if it's available through one of our peptide uh, pharmacies that we order from. Thanks. Thanks so in much. In theory, for it's good. In theory, it sounds good. All right. Thank you so much for that question, Thax. Uh, and I'm going to put this up here from from Katie for any of the out of state uh, people who are with us live tonight. We just have to we have paperwork emailed to the office before appointment. Thank you, Katie, for putting that in. Um, okay, let's get to uh, another question here. Let's go to Roel. Uh, Roel is asking, Doctor, have you bought or used a cold plunge yet? Uh, I know the, I know the answer, but I don't know the why. Um, I haven't bought one. Um, I've used one um, in a spa one time, but uh, no, tell me more about it. I, I didn't know, you know, I take a cold shower every day after I get out of my infrared sauna. Um, so I'd like to know more about the cold plunge and if you can get it in your house, you know, a lot of times like Ben you used to take the ice baths all the time when you played tennis. Yeah. Uh, those are really good. So 
Um, so I don't know if you're talking about something different as far as so, some new thing. Do you know much about it, Ben? Well, I do know there are um, very similar to Sunlighten, which is a, a company that does the saunas. Um, there are companies who um, they make these little plunges that are portable and you can you know, put them, you know, outside your house or uh, a lot of people I've seen put them on their porch. Uh, but it's, it's like an, an ice bath that you, uh, that's a little bit quicker, I guess. Um, but it's, they're becoming a really big deal. Uh, that interesting. That would be really refreshing. I'm going to look into that. What is it about the sauna or the heat to the cold thing? Like why, 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 it why just, does that work? It stimulates your immune system. Um, but I'll tell you, you, have, you need to have a good heart to do it because it can really be jolting for a lot of people. Um, I'm sure that cold plunge is going to be way colder than my cold shower. So <laughs> yeah. as long as you have a good heart, um, I think it'd be a, a good stimulating, refreshing thing to do. And it, it kind of shuts down your pores too, after you get out of an infrared sauna. So, um, that's the thing about an infrared sauna. When you get out of it, if you take a warm shower and, and dress for work and all, you get, you're still going to be sweating after that. So I think for me, it shuts down my pores a little bit and just gives me a good feeling, really energizes me. Uh, if we have any, any cold plungers uh, in here, please uh, give, us, give us your thoughts. Uh, thank you so much, Roel, for uh, spurring that conversation. One of the things uh, we love to do at the Performance Medicine Show is – is kind of see what everyone's up to, what they're doing, what they're getting uh, a lot of benefit from. Um, again, this this is as you know much for uh, Doc and I as it is for you know the people watching this live. Uh, we get a ton of uh, ton of information uh, out of the comments. So thank you guys, thank you Roel uh, for putting that in there. Uh, let's see, do I have a question, uh, D Lynn? Let's see. Um, Let's see if I can. It seems this is a is this a flu question? Uh, okay, I'll just I'll just say it here because uh, we're we're trying to be uh, be careful. Um, let me wait on that, D Lynn. I'll wait on that for a second. I will not skip it. I promise. Um, let me move to. Um, we have to be careful what we say on the show. <laughs> Uh, Mary Sneezmas, uh, from, from my brother, Mark, uh, holiday favorites like food, scented candles, uh, wood fires, spike symptoms to allergens during the holidays, a live Christmas trees, increased mold spores by hundred percent when it enters the home. Question is what meds or supplements would you suggest to best treat allergies during the holidays? I'll tell you, uh, there's a good one. There's an over the counter one called dehist that, um, we get, we order that from, um, gosh, which company is that that we order that from? Oh gosh, maybe Katie will know, but that, that's a really good one. If you want a supplement for it, of course, you can always use Flonase, you can use Zyrtec. Um, but if you want to do something natural, I think the Dehist, um, and there's one called Astapro that's now over the counter. It's just a lighter, um, uh, version of Astaline nose spray that's, uh, that's prescription only. So if you just have a really runny nose and it won't stop, 
you can try that new Astro Pro. Um, but I, CoFix is a thing Katie mentioned. That's more like a betadine thing when you get, you know, it's not really for allergies. It's really more for uh, preventing infection. If you're around people that are infected, you can squirt that up your nose and then your back, your throat. And it, it really is about 99% effective at, at killing uh, bacteria and viruses. So always have some co-fix around your house. I certainly do. And if I ever start with a little sore throat or something, start spraying that in there. It seems to work. So, um, but gosh, dehist, um, that supplement, which I have some of Kelly takes it and really likes it. She's got a lot of allergies. Um, but it comes from gosh, the same company I really like to order my um, omega-3s from. Um, I'll, I'll put it up in a minute. It's, it's a pretty well-known supplement company. Uh, it's not um, a, uh, orthomolecular, is it? It is orthomolecular. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. They, make a good, they make a good supplement called Dehist. Mm. Um, seems Roel has used uh, Dehist for his daughter. Thank you for putting that in, uh, Roel. Uh, seems we got Motaz in the building. Motaz, so good to have you uh, here as hey, always. Great to see you. Uh, I'm going to put this up from Dana. Uh, Zenith by Awakened is the supplement she's heard that targets leptin. I'm going to put write that down just to uh, okay. check into that. Uh, Dana, thank you so much for uh, letting Zenith us know. Zenith by Awakened. Okay, yeah, I'll check that out. All right. Zenith was an old TV back when I was a kid. There were Zenith TVs. I remember that <laughs> because we had one. Uh, Robin, it's so good to see you in here. Uh, I hate that I missed you today. I was, hey, Robin. Uh, I missed uh, seeing you in the, the West Knoxville office today, uh, but uh, happy late Thanksgiving. Hope you and Aaron had a wonderful one. Uh, I Rob talked to one of my patients today, Robin, and she, uh, he said you were a superstar. And, he and had a visit with you and said you were a superstar. You're taking care of his gut, of course. She um, is. Uh, she has been dubbed uh, the gut queen, uh, not only by uh, the providers at Performance Medicine, but also the patients of Performance Medicine. So, uh, Robin, thank you for being here. She stars in Explain This. You guys need to check that out if you have not watched any of uh, Robin's episodes uh, called Explain This. Lots of helpful information in there. Um, let's see if we have a question here. Am I missing somebody? Uh, if not, we'll just keep chatting until we get a few more questions. I'll put this up uh, from Katie for those who are wanting to um, dive a little bit more into the uh, thyroid. This is from Isabella Winst. Uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, lifestyle interventions by finding and treating the root cause. Uh, that comment's in Facebook for the YouTube people. That's a great, that's a great comment because I did see a patient this afternoon, a new patient who has Hashimoto's. And she has a sister that she wants to get tested for Hashimoto's because every, every woman in her family has it. So the question was, can she be tested for it and maybe prevent it? So yes, I'm going to have her come in for uh, TPO and antithyroglobulin antibodies just to see if she's starting to perk those up a little bit. And if so, of course, get on zinc and selenium and maybe more of an autoimmune gluten-free diet and take care of the gut and hopefully she won't develop it. Um, you know, it's always easier to prevent something than treat it, I think. But that came up this afternoon, as a matter of fact. 
So that was a great question. So like, so you can develop, you can develop Hashimoto's and what you're saying is you can actually maybe slow that down. Yeah. Maybe prevent it altogether. I mean, there's something that kicks these autoimmune processes off. I mean, like I've said many times, we're all walking around like a loaded gun. It's the environment that pulls the trigger, whether that's a food, gut dysfunction, a toxin you're exposed to, maybe a crisis in your life, a virus hits. I mean, I have a lot of people who have a bout of the flu and, you know, boom, they have uh, Hashimoto's or they have pregnancy, which is stressful and it can kick off Hashimoto's. Um, Andy had a patient today called me about with Graves disease, um, mm. had the opposite of Hashimoto's was still an autoimmune disease, but a large goiter and hyperthyroidism, which is a lot more serious condition than, uh, hypothyroidism. Is um, it more important to like respond to stress well or I guess focusing on nutrition as well is a, another big deal in terms of not wanting to, you know, have any em environmental thing pull that trigger, you know, because that always kind of you know worries me about you know autoimmune disease uh, because they can't you, you just never know you know what could what could pull the trigger. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, there are advanced genetic testing that you can do to kind of predict things in a way. For example, they have a a, um, a genetic test for uh, type 1 diabetics that say you had a brother and sister that have diabetes type 1 like you do. You could actually get a blood test that would tell you whether or not you're going to come down with that. That's um, crazy. And I've seen it useful. I've seen it actually. There were a couple people in this family that had type 1s. So the third sibling got the test. It was positive, but they were able by lifestyle intervention to hold off that type one diabetes by about three years. Wow. It came, it came. Wow. It was inevitable, but uh, they held it off for years because of the diet that they ate. That's really interesting. Like part of me's like, it'd be helpful to know, but part of me's, you know, doesn't want to know. That's it's it's an interesting, I know. it's an interesting like mindset uh, because I get the preventative aspect of it. Um, yeah, I had a patient yesterday that uh, had a first degree relative with Huntington's chorea, uh, which yeah. is a direct genetic link. It's a fifty fifty. Yeah. But um, you know, there's a test that'll tell you whether or not you're going to come down with that. Mm. She didn't want to take the test. Um, she was on the good side of the genes instead of the bad side. But anyway, so that is, it's kind of a, kind of a thing that, you know, some people just don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like the APOE gene. Do you really want to know if you have uh, the Alzheimer's gene? You know, it doesn't really mean, you, in that case, it doesn't mean you're going to get it. It just means you're about 12 times more likely to get it if you have a, a double mutation. Uh I, I see four, both. Four pattern. I see both sides. You know, I get why you wouldn't get a test like that, and I also get why you would. Um, yeah. Super interesting, uh, Motaz. We miss you. We miss you too, man. Uh, thank you so much for being here tonight. Uh, let's get to Stan's question. Thank you. Uh, like I said, guys, if you have a question for Doctor Rogers, put him in the comments. 
Uh, we're going to stick around for a bit. Uh, I remember something was said about red light therapy. Did Dr. Rogers purchase the device, and what are the benefits of it, uh, of using it? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do have it. You know, again, my infrared sauna has red lights in it, but I also did purchase a handheld uh, red light device that you can use on your face to build collagen. So it's really good for for skin. Um, actually, it's funny because... Um, Ben, when you, when I sent you out to Las Vegas, you came back with this thing and you said, dad, I bought this, this little handheld red light device. And, uh, I think you really like it. I bought it for the office. Yeah. And I said, thanks, Ben. You, I hope you got a good deal on it and uh, I'll show it to you right here. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny because it's right here. This is my little red light. It looks like a shaver, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And ben, ben goes, I got a great deal on it. It was just $3,000. <laughs> and I go, thanks a lot, Ben. Yeah. It, see the it, red light? See, see that you put that on your skin? Like yeah. I put it on my face like that, and it really it really rejuvenates your collagen. Uh, you, I, you know, I, I saw you. On, I don't think it worked work on Ike through his hair. But, but yeah, you can, this red light therapy is pretty cool. I saw, you, other... I saw you over the um, Thanksgiving break. You were in the sauna using that. Um, yeah. Getting yeah. a little, you know, double dose of infrared. I know. That's why I look so young, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it that infrared does, out of curiosity? It stimulates collagen for the most part. So that's the main thing? Um, yeah, it's also very healing. It's a healing light, and it's a feel-good light, too. Mm. You know, people think of it mostly as, um, you know, for collagen for your skin, but it actually um, stimulates your immune system as well. It's that part of the spectrum that is really good. In, co in combination with a, an infrared sauna, it's just amazing, really helpful. Um, um, D. Lynn, if, if you can, email, email me. Email me that question, and what I'll do is I'll we'll we'll email you. Um, it's just Ben at performancemedicine.net. Um, thank you, thank you for that. Um, all right, let's see. I don't think I've missed any questions so far. Um, we won't we won't go yet. We'll give you guys a, a little bit of a little bit of time here. Um, let's see here. But while while we have you, while while we're waiting on some questions, um, I got to put my man up here again, Lucas Schmidt. Uh, I'm telling you, this is going to be fun. We're going to try to video it as well. I'm going to get uh, so you guys can see it. This is happening December 7th, December 14th, and December 21st. Uh, just $30 per class. It's happening at uh, Performance Medicine of Johnson City. Uh, that's on East Watauga Street, as you can see. Uh, to sign up, call the Performance uh, the Johnson City office, 423-328-3386. Uh, we'd love to see you guys there. Uh, I'm going to try to be there for at least one, um, but it starts December 7th, which, without, whichever one of these uh, is interesting to you guys, uh, be sure to sign up. I know there's going to be uh, limited uh, seating, so, um, so be sure to, to, to check that out with Lucas. We're super excited uh, about that. Are you going to go? Me? Are you going to? You gonna... Um, I'm going to try to make that. Yeah. I'll tell you, Lucas is going to be a busy guy tomorrow. Um, he's really, he's backlogged with patients right now. He's getting so popular that um, he is amazing. I mean, he, he's an amazing nutritionist. 
He's also a fitness nut. And he knows more about supplements than you and I will ever uh, will know in our lifetime, probably. So, um, but he he is an amazing guy. He knows it all. Whatever kind of diet you want to, you're thinking about doing because everybody's different. You know, some people do good on carnivore. Some people do good on keto. Some people do on a good on just a diabetic diet. Some people. Um, there's all kinds of different things out there, but he talks a lot about your gut and, you know, what, what are you taking? And when you go see him, please have a list of what you've eaten in the past week and he can kind of help you, but he has all kinds of shopping tips, you know, meal preps. I had a patient today that, you know, wanted to lose weight and, um, she's so busy that she doesn't have time and she has teenage kids that eat a lot of junk food. So it's really hard on the on the moms, especially young moms. That's a group of women that I see frequently struggling with weight because, you know, they have a baby or two or three, and then they, uh, which can throw their thyroid off, which it did hers, and it can also, um, you know, slow your metabolism down. Plus, you're busy taking care of everybody else, and plus, most of them have a full time job, and then they're taking the kids. To, to all these sporting events. And I mean, and they don't have time to really prepare. So I'm going to try to get her hooked up with Lucas to, to, you know, prepare the meals and the snacks, you know, like for the whole week. Otherwise you're going to eat bad. It's just, you have to be prepared for what you eat, especially in a situation like that. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's kind really of care, caretaker syndrome, isn't it? Isn't that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's tough. It seems you cannot be there. Um, you can't you, make you it. To, you have to work. Oh. oh, come on, man. Katie, oh. th- thank you, thank you. He's got to. He's got to work. <laughs> uh, so dad, dad will not be there. Um, oh. Well, you have to see some patience. I hope you recorded. I want to. I want to learn from it, though. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, let's get to, to Lisa here. I want to help Lisa out. Uh, needing a lot of help with decreasing inflammation. I took the vitamin that helps decrease it forever and didn't feel any results. Uh, anything else I can do to decrease inflammation? This is uh, uh, a common common question. Inflammation uh, is yeah. you know, really at the um, root of a lot of disease. Yeah, well, you know, I always look at the gut first. You know, if you've got a lot of, if you've got leaky gut, a lot of gut problems, um, uh, dysbiosis, which means, you know, you've got uh, an imbalance in your good and bad bacteria in your gut. And that's the first place I try to straighten out. Now, the, the vitamin that helps decrease it forever, you may be talking about turmeric or curcumin, same thing, um, you know, which is a great supplement for inflammation. But you try to find out what's causing it. A lot of times it's food. Sometimes it's arthritis. Um, fibromyalgia. Um, I mean, you may be dealing with the sequelae of Lyme disease. You may have, there's mold toxicity, there's heavy metal poisoning. So you need, definitely need a workup to see, you know, what things look like. And, you know, with that Cleveland heart panel that we do, you know, there's, there's several inflammatory markers on there. So it gives us a clue and we follow those to see, um, you know, if it's working or not, but I mean, you may have a little insulin resistance as well. Um, even leptin resistance, like we were talking about a little bit ago. Um, 
So cooling the gut off for sure, you know, taking the right, um, something, you know, pre and probiotic, something like digest shield and, uh, starting out there. Um, I had a lady that's really helping her leaky gut. Um, she was really nothing. She had IBSD and she still got a ways to go, but, um, and we're going to get a GI map on her and look at, look at everything, but start out with digest shield, you know, and because it has so much in it for everything, uh, it's not going to hurt you. Um, but those are the, those are the main things you can do. I mean, occasionally for somebody that has really severe arthritis or inflammation going on, um, you know, I use a prescription anti-inflammatory. Um, if I have to do that, Meloxicam, Mobic is my favorite one because it doesn't tend to uh, upset your stomach and it's it's just safer than taking the ibuprofen or uh, naproxen, I think. Um, another one, Celebrex. If you, if you have sulfur allergies, you, you shouldn't take that one, but um, I tend to use more Meloxicam in those kind of cases. But certainly look at the gut. Um, I think curcumin is a great supplement for inflammation. Um, and the other thing people don't realize is stress causes inflammation. Um, you know, stress is really a big, a big thing mm. with people. Um, I had a patient today that was, has dealt with lifelong stress and it finally just came to kind of a break, breakdown point with her, uh, in the office. So, you know, she had to get on some prescription medications for it, but, um, you know, a lot of family history with, uh, tendency to have anxiety. Um, so, you know, you like to get to the root cause of the problem. Sometimes, uh, counseling actually referred her to Dr. Branca, mm -hmm. our PhD psychologist that works with us and, uh, will help a lot. And then she needed, she needed medications, uh, no doubt about it. Um, when it gets that severe, you need medications. Another great, uh, I actually saw another patient this afternoon that I hadn't seen in probably a year. Um, severe agoraphobic. Mm. And, you know, I used to see her every month. Then we spaced it out to every three months. You know, nothing seemed to help much. So she came in today, and I bet I haven't seen her in a year and this, this lady was so agoraphobic and so anxiety-ridden that she could not leave her house. She could not even walk around the block, much less work. Um, and so, you know, I had to treat her with some pretty heavy medications just to, you know, just to help her get by, literally, extreme agoraphobic. And that's not, you know, it's not too unusual. But anyway, she came in today and I hadn't seen her in such a long time and she looked a lot better. And she told me that she'd finally come to realize that um, the anxiety and panic attacks and, and she wasn't going to die going out of the house. So she finally came along that realization, did some breathing techniques and uh, now she's out of the house. She has a job. That's incredible. Um, and in that job, she looked like a completely different person in that job. Um, 
she walks 20 to 30,000 steps a day. So I'm sure that's really good too. That's Can you great. imagine going from being housebound yeah. to walking that much? And actually she had a smile on her face. She's we started her on a weaning process from uh, some of the medications she's on. So that was just good to see. So there is hope, you know, but some people need medication. Some people are so severe. They need, they need medications for it. Um, so I was really happy to see That's that result in somebody I was really just had seen for years with not much improvement That's uh, despite a lot of things, you know, psychiatrist, psychologist, but, she finally made that plunge. You know, as a matter of fact, I told her being to watch your podcast with Jamie Winship on yeah. fear. Yeah. And she's going to watch that tonight. Oh, it's uh, awesome. Anxiety is so common. Uh, I told her again, while I tell a lot of my patients like that, that um, I got a good tip from one of my psychology buddies. Um, something he tells his patients that I've come to use that, um, you can say, you know, you're a unique individual, but your problems are not unique. So a lot of times people think they're the only ones suffering with that kind of problem. And when they realize that there's a lot of it out there, it kind of makes them feel better. Yeah. That they're not the only one in the world that has this problem or this kind of problem. Um, but Jamie is so good. And Ben, you're going to be working with him even more. So it's really going to be good. And, and you know, Finding your identity, what you know, fear. What are you afraid of? Yeah, um, I, I would encourage anybody who who has ever struggled uh, with anxiety um, to check out anything Jamie puts out. We've 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 got I think five episodes on Outside the Box with Jamie Winship, all around this idea of um, living in your true identity, um, and it, the way he walks you through fear is is incredible. And, um, and I, and I can say like, it really does, um, help you realize, um, that there really isn't, you know, anything to fear. And, uh, I, I hope, I hope this patient gets to, gets to see some of that. And I think that's what she finally started yeah. realizing. That's awesome. You know, and she, she says, I want to just live my life and she's doing it. So, but yeah, Jamie, I remember Jamie telling me there are only two innate fears, fears that you're born yeah. with. There's only two of them. And one of them is fear of falling. And the other one is fear of loud noises. Yeah. That, that's, that really was surprising. Yeah. All the other fears are acquired. They're learned, you know? Yeah. In that wild right. learned. Yeah. That is acquired so, through living. Uh, I see man, Steve, thank you so much. Uh, Lisa, that's incredible. Uh, Steve, that's, that's unbelievable. Thank you so much for doing that for Lisa. Um, Lisa, keep us, keep us posted. Let us know how yeah. you're doing with that. Uh, microbiome shield and digest shield, uh, is that, is that combo, man? We, we love that, to, uh, to, to hit any sort of inflammation. So, uh, Steve, that's incredible. Steve Thank has, you so much. Steve has put me, I wish I'd have mentioned the microbiome shield as well. So digest shields where I always start, but mm -hmm. Microbiome Shield for periods is a really useful product. Steve, I did have a patient today that really helped them. Mm. Had some really good feedback on that just today uh, with their IBSD. Mm. But in any event, thank you for your good YouTube videos on yeah. uh, my new hobby, sourdough bread making. Sourdough Man, bread making. Man, I spent making. the whole getting all this stuff you told me to get. 
And I, I need to feed my starter. So you need to let me know if I need to, to feed my starter. Rule number um, one. Oh, there's, you see that? yeah, that's microbiome mm -hmm. shield right there. Uh, yeah, Lisa, there that's what you'll be getting. Uh, uh, Complimentary bottle. Thank you, Steve. That's amazing, Steve. Thank you so much. But uh, yeah, I need to know, Steve, uh, I need to start feeding that thing uh, because I finally got it out of the JC office this weekend. And <laughs> so I've got almost all the ingredients. One of them I couldn't find in the grocery, but I didn't know it was going to be, you know, such a, a um, an onerous hobby. That's not easy, but your videos made it really look kind of fun. And, you know, um, I can't wait to start baking it to make, I think the whole house is going to smell better. Uh, there, there's, you know, I, I really do. I, I do have Here's to say, my starter. Here's my starter right here. <laughs> this is my sourdough bread starter. And it's Steve, all, it's all I did leave there. it out. They didn't put it right in the fridge the first day. The second day I got it in the fridge. You need to let me know. I hope I didn't run it, ruin another starter. So let me know. Oh, uh, but well, I hope uh, by Christmas time I've got my first loaf of sourdough bread. Well, I, I know the there's, oven. there's around 50 people here with us live tonight. We're, 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 we're anxious to see, uh, to see, you know, this sourdough bread making, uh, come to fruition here. You've got the starter. Uh, now you just got to feed it. We'll, we'll, we'll keep everybody here posted. Ben, if I get good at this and if I get a Christmas bonus, I may fly everybody that's in here on this podcast tonight and present them in my home with a free loaf of sourdough bread that I've cooked. How about that? And maybe some eggnog. Uh, for those who didn't catch that, uh, we, we are a family of, of quotes. Uh, that's from uh, Christmas Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, we got some questions to ask we, uh, to answer. We got to get we got to get to some of these. Um, okay, I'm gonna get to to Mark's here in a second. I want to get to uh, Jay Jenkins, who's with us from Raleigh. Uh, welcome in, Jay Jenkins. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, what can be done to reverse non-alcoholic fatty liver disease? Great question. That is a great question. I have a good answer for you too. Uh, the answer is semiglutide, Mozempic, uh, Monjero. Um, um, you know. Uh, it's shown great promise to reverse um, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Um, that's the best thing I've seen yet for it. And it also is very cardioprotective as well. I think that is the uh, drug of the decade for sure. You know, we use it so much for people to lose weight. Um, and there's other minor things you can do like knack and milk thistle and things like that. Um but, and, and of course, we always say, heal your gut first. First of all, heal, heal your gut. But we've had so much luck with uh, Ozempic, uh, with decreasing those numbers uh, for fatty alcohol liver disease. I mean, a non-alcoholic, it's just amazing uh, results. I think there's going to be so many indications for that drug in the next year or two. It's going to just be incredible. They've even approved it for you know, kids to lose weight with. So, um, so keep that in your, in mind. Uh, you can't take it if you've had recurrent pancreatitis or medullary cancer of the thyroid, which, um, is rare as hen's teeth. My brother's a thyroid surgeon. I don't think he's ever seen a case of it. And that was found in one rat medullary cancer of the thyroid or MEN syndrome number two, but, uh, almost anybody can take it. Um, so 
that's the newest thing I have for that, you know. Um, so great question. Uh, thank you for that, great Jay question. Jenkins. Thank you for being with Did us. Did you see, uh, you might've seen my podcast today being on alcohol. Yeah. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Sure did. Yeah, I hope that didn't ruin a lot of people's uh, holidays, <laughs> you know. This is my bar right behind me. So <laughs> yeah. as you can tell, I'm a pretty heavy drinker. Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, that, that's what they call a green screen, folks. Um, yeah, that's not my bar. <laughs> Uh, no, I, what I, what I told everybody before you got on was, you know, I think it's a really, um, you came at it with the, um, from the perspective of, yes, most people watching this probably do drink, um, you know, and it might not be, you know, super reasonable to just cut out alcohol, um, uh, totally. Uh, and I thought you gave a really good, um, uh, uh, explanation of how to go about, you know, um, you know, building alcohol into, into your life in a way that's not detrimental to your health. Um, you know, and it seems like it's all about, uh, you know, just understanding what your tolerances are, understanding, um, and just understanding the, the, the consequences and the risks that you're taking yeah. when you do, yeah. when you do drink. Yeah. It's pretty interesting when you take a deep dive on is red wine good for you, you know, that kind of thing, uh, resveratrol, the other stuff. But um, I really got a lot out of listening to Huberman's podcast three times. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a real smart guy at Stanford, but uh, I really like his podcast on brains. And that's what you're talking about, affecting your brain function. So um, just really interesting subject. Uh, I want to put this up here. I just ran across this. Jamie, thank you so much. This is super sweet. Hey, Jamie. Uh, we love you so much. Thank you for being here uh, with us each Tuesday. And I want to put this up because I, I do have to say what you should tell, what you need to tell Connor is uh, he probably can't even cook sourdough bread. So uh, that'll. No, that's not me. I'm not really smart. That's that's definitely not me. Uh, thank you for uh, for putting that in there. Say hello to, to Connor for us. Um, okay. I want to get to. Uh, this from Mark real quick, and we'll keep moving. Uh, the fungus is among us. Uh, Mark, you got you got a future in, in advertising, I think. Um, the he fungus does. is yeah. among us. I've used that line before too. Like in October, like the the uh, the WHO said four species fungus were designated as threats uh, of the highest priority. Uh, let's see here. Um, the agency urged uh, surveillance of fungal pathogens and expand laboratory. Uh, excuse me, guys. I'm getting a phone call. Sorry. Uh, the agency urged surveillance of fungal pathogens and expand laboratory capacity to screen for fungal diseases. What are your thoughts on this latest health uh, threat? Uh, any initial thoughts? And I think this is what... Uh, okay, no, it's not. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty rampant. It's something that we don't check enough for. You know, that's one reason I like doing the, the uh, GI map to look for that. But, um, you know, I haven't seen that particular alert going out, the WHO, but, um, you know, um, I guess you can eat, take anything uh, coming out of there with a grain of salt, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you need to look at, there's a lot of, gosh, I remember probably 35 years ago, I had a patient bring me a book 
called the yeast connection. And, you know, I thought she was nuts at the time. I hadn't been taught anything about that in medical school or residency. And I just thought it was totally off the wall. But it turns out, you know, I actually, she brought me the book. I actually read it. And 35 years later, you know, I'm realizing that, you know, this is true. You know, it can cause a lot of problems. Um, you know, when you get yeast overgrowth, especially in your gut, it can cause you to, to act like you're inebriated. Um, it can certainly set off all kinds of inflammatory things. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's probably something we need to be more aware of. I mean, it seems like to me we've in medicine, we've gotten away from, you know, treating infections like we used to. And a lot of times infections are at the, the root of a lot of the problems that we have, you know, whether it be um, Lyme disease, it's just so hard to ferret it out and to sort it out. Um, you know, but a lot of times we'll, we'll, we'll actually sometimes empirically treat your gut with, for, with antifungals, um, you know, to kind of see if it gets it better without doing all the extensive testing. But that's a great, Mark always kind of forward thinker, kind of a visionary. Um, but yeah, I, I suspect we're going to be hearing a lot more about this in the future. And we need to start paying attention to it. You're right. You're exactly right. Uh, um, Mark, thank you for uh, for putting that in there. And we'll keep our, uh, we'll probably you know, be talking more and more about uh stuff like that. Um, I'm going to put this yeah, up. Fungus, fungus is not just on your toes. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Stan's asking, does sourdough bread jack up your blood sugar? Uh, this is kind of why you've been interested in it. Um, is it's, you know, one of the, the only bread maybe that, that you tolerate well. What's your, what's your thoughts? Personally? Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I've worn the freestyle Libre's just to see, I'm not a diabetic just to see what things do. And it didn't bring mine up. Everybody's a little bit different, but that's the only type of bread I really uh, will eat at times, really, because it just, you know, it's gluten-free. I know I've got a gluten sensitivity, uh, which Digestion helps with, but I still try to avoid uh, glutens as much as I can, along with dairy. But, um, but yeah, it doesn't seem to do that. Out of all the breads, that's the only one. It's still carbs, so you have to look at it and see. But for me, it doesn't, and it seems to digest well. Um, I don't know if um, Steve has any other words of wisdom on that because he's been baking sourdough bread, and he's a health nut too. He's into the gut stuff for sure. Uh, any other thoughts on you know the other advantages of when you eat bread, um, eating sourdough, mm. which to me is, is the only one I'll eat. Um, I just don't do well with the other types of breads. Uh, especially wheat bread. Yeah, I mean, everybody says, well, I, I'm eating wheat bread with my sandwich. Well, guess what? That's probably worse than white bread. So there's a lot of misinformation. You know, I'm eating my multi-grain bread. Well, guess what? Grains really aren't that great for you. So um, did you, did you eat but everybody's sourdough? a little different. So you, you ate sourdough bread while you were wearing your CGM? Mm -hmm. I did. I checked out everything when I was wearing that just to, you know, see what would pop it up. The the worst thing that popped it up for me yeah, this was is a donut, yeah. was a donut, and also a caramel macchiato coffee drink that I got at at Starbucks. 
one day. It, it really boomed it high. That's I think wild. the liquids boomed it faster than anything else. And you really want to avoid those spikes in sugar. It's not just your average sugar, your hemoglobin A1C that matters. It's the spikes, you know, the time out of the, the threshold. Um, Speaking of uh, fluids, you know, in, in that your episode today of the Common Sense MD was on alcohol. I wonder what like like beer because you said it was very it's very penetrable. Um, yeah, some. I, like, I mean, there's there's some that are a little less jacking up of your sugar, like uh, vodka and gin are pretty low on the glycemic index. Tequila, mm. you know, but things like beer. Um, seem to jack it up on on me and most people uh so certainly don't overdo the beer i don't drink beer you know, there's too many glutens in it the beer i drink is a gluten-free beer called crabbies if i ever take you know i haven't need a real cold one uh steve but, is saying long proof versus short proof breads are an interesting study gluteomorphines highly addictive are in both um I've actually man heard. steve that's a smart i mean i told you steve was a smart guy i know Exactly. I, I've, can, you, can you kind of analyze what he just said on that, Ben? Hey, Steve, tell us that in layman's term. What does that mean? Long proof versus short proof, I'm assuming, is um, long, meaning it takes you longer to digest. Short, meaning it takes you a shorter period of time to digest. Um, gluteomorphines, I don't know what, what, what that is. Steve's, Steve's a smart guy, but he needs to put that in uh, layman's terms. Uh, this is layman's term. I love fresh sourdough bread. and That is layman's term. <laughs> I love it, too. Oh, it's can, good. It smells good, too. I can. I may not eat that much of it, but I'm sure it's going to make the house smell really good. Um, well, I'll tell you what. It, it better be smelling good because I know I see Barbara's going to come once you've uh, cooked in. Mark's coming. Roel's coming, okay. Deborah's coming, D. Lynn's coming, Donna's oh, coming. Great. Wow. I know, I know Steve's going to be there. Yeah. We'll have a party, <laughs> you know, if my bonus comes in this year. There you go. Uh, yeah. I love this comment. And since I'm self-employed, I probably won't get a bonus this year. But. <laughs> Sugar and carbs equals inflammation for me. I, I, I'm with you there, Johnny. Um, I agree 100%. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Okay. Proofing sourdough, 10 hours. Wonder Bread, two hours. Okay, so so they cook it longer. Proofing. They cook it, they, like sourdough takes longer. So you're cooking it for 10 hours? Are you saying the long, like it, it doesn't affect your sugars for 10 hours, whereas Wonder Bread with, in two hours? I'm not really sure about the proofing. Um, uh, again, Steve, I need a little bit more layman's term in that to understand. Well, until then, so I'm not the smartest doctor. Motaz you know, is coming. Wrong. That's not a smart doctor. Motaz is coming. Uh, he'll be Motaz, there. For we're the... gonna fly him in from Michigan. <laughs> Man. <laughs> uh, Katie, Katie might not be there. Katie might not show up because <laughs> she she knows the result uh, is probably, you know, well, I, I can't say that yet. I don't know. You could shock everybody. I mean, you know, who knows? You could shock everybody. Um, let's see. You could give me a Christmas <laughs> bonus. Uh, let me see here. Uh, you know what? I'm going to, I think, Matt, I think you're exactly right. In fact, 
we need to get we need to get we need to get Katie and Ike in a commercial. And I think that might be our most watched video Man, ever. That's a great that's a great idea. Right? That's a picture of them. Yeah. We, we I do. can't tell what that picture is there. It's too small, but Well, we need um, to we need to get a commercial with with Ike and Katie. Uh, I think yeah. that would be wonderful, but Matt, I completely agree with you. She absolutely nailed uh, the Black Friday video. Um, let's yeah, see, uh, Steve saying proofing is the time it takes to develop and rise overnight. Okay, as oh, in the rest of it. Okay. okay, proofing, Steve. I see. I'm just now becoming a baker. I don't know those terms that you have as a, you know, gosh, you ran a restaurant for how long? Many years, decades, and you've been baking it for 30, 40 years. So I need to, I need to get these terms in my lingo. You know, if you <laughs> threw a lot of guitar lingo at me, I'd know what you're talking about. Uh, but, um, you know, but the bread making, I'm still kind of short on. But thank um, you. Let's Proofing, get to, I got to put that in my. Let's do this uh, for Lisa real quick. Quickest way to bring a, a very low glucose glucose up minus currently 50. Uh, thoughts on this? Well, you know, a lot of my diabetic patients say they they uh, drink a little milk or eat a little peanut butter, huh. not candy. And of course, if you're a diabetic, you always keep some glucose tablets around. Um, you know, but if you want to do it in a very safe way, drink a little milk and maybe eat a little peanut butter. That's what my diabetic kids will do. Nice. Uh, they always keep they always keep a little uh, glucose tablet around too, in case they really get symptomatic. Here he is. Uh, Dr. Ike is in the building, guys. Uh, Lisa, thank you so much for that question. Uh, Motaz is saying he's willing to drive. Um, Man, well, definitely. Motaz, if you'll drive, drive, I'm going to give you some extra sourdough for your family on the trip home. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Ike is here. Guys, we're going to call it a show. I don't think I've missed anything. Uh, D. Lynn, I'm going to email you, so thank you for for that. Uh, I'll make sure we... We, we get to that to that question for you. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to put this up just for all the, the sourdough. Some apocryphal. Mark, you just did that for so I, I wouldn't apocryphal, be able to. Apocryphal. I think apocryphal tales claim sourdough was a byproduct of beer making. Interesting. Super hmm. cool. Super makes cool. sense. It makes sense. Wow. Um, guys, we are going to call it a show. Um, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us tonight and uh, letting us, uh, letting us hang out, uh, for, for an hour with y'all. Um, doc, anything else, man? Should we, should we call it a night? No, I hope everybody has a great week and enjoys it and bundle up tonight. Cause it's going to storm. So be careful. Um, all right. So we're going to call it a show guys. Uh, Dr. Ike has, has, has left. He made a short appearance. <laughs> you had to really watch for him. Um, all right, guys, as you guys know, we do this every single Tuesday, uh, 7 p.m., the Performance Medicine Show. We answer your health and wellness questions. I'm going to put this up one more time. Holiday cooking classes are happening December 7th, December 14th, and December 21st with nutrition coach Lucas Schmidt in the Johnson City location. Uh, you will see this uh, next week as well. So uh, if you want to uh, hang out with Lucas, uh, Katie's going to be there. I'll be there for, for at least one, um, and we'll have fun learning how to cook some, some healthy stuff. Ike's there. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. You ready to do it? Are you doing the outro? <laughs> no. All right, Pop. I appreciate you, man. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I'm looking for my outro. Where's my outro? Where's my outro, Ike? There it is. See you guys. We love you. Don't go away.
Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.